Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Anna Marie Cox. Welcome to With Friends Like These. If you're the kind of person listening to this show, you've probably seen the documentary Boys State. It was well-reviewed, and a lot of people I know talked a lot about it, and it is up for an Oscar. It's about a summer camp of sorts, where male high school students have a mock election for office, from mayor up to governor, and a lot of reviewers found Boys State uplifting. Not because of what actually happens in the movie, but because it features a few kids who you really root for. And the idea that they might stay involved in real politics gives some people hope. One of those kids, one of those good kids, Stephen Garza, is our guest this week. He's now a student at the University of Texas, and he joins me to talk about the movie and all the publicity afterwards and which experience is a better preparation for running for office. There is a girl state, if you are wondering. But my talk with Stephen Garza of Boys State comes up in just a minute. Stephen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. The movie's been out for a while, so it's an opportunity to talk a little bit about what the reception of the movie was, which is really interesting to me. Uh... A lot of reviews held that it was an encapsulation of our politics, right? That the movie sort of reflected the way our our politics as a whole is today. Do you think that's a good analysis? Do you think that analogy works? Uh, I do. In, in some ways, it, it is kind of an encapsulation of what politics is, what it has become, how the current generation of young people view what politics is and they don't see it as this kind of, you know, what the founding fathers imagine of this civil debate with this kind of uh, this gladiatorial bloodbath where you need to attack your opponent and, and smear them and, you know, do this shock and awe, Karl Rove, you know, Donald Trump kind of type of campaigning, because obviously you see that that's what worked. I mean, that's what won the election in 2016. And that's kind of the politics of today. Uh, and then in other ways, you have the other side, uh, you know, particularly represented by by me in the film, where trying to, you know, move past that divisiveness and hatred and try to work with one another to to um, achieve common goals and to end the partisanship and gridlock, knowing that, you know, we're kind of heading towards a, a boiling point, uh, which we may not be able to come back from. I wonder how much of this movie is a cringe fest for you? Uh, <laughs> not, not, I mean, uh, there's, there's funny enough. Um, there's this one scene, uh, where I mentioned the idea of people state. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, liked that. <laughs> yeah. But then like immediately said like the worst line, I think in cinematic history, uh, in documentary filmmaking is that, no, I'm just memeing on you. And I've had so many people review with, like, make a review of the film with that, just that one quote, you know, and it's just, it's funny and everybody makes fun of me for it. But I think uh, it depends, right? Because, I mean, if you're like an outsider who's not into politics, you think like these guys are just larking politics and are taking it way too seriously. But if you're somebody who's invested in, in the next generation of leaders and you kind of look at, well, look at the alumni that this program has produced. I mean, you got Bill Clinton, Samuel Alito, Rush Limbaugh, 
you know, you got athletes like Michael Jordan, you got Neil Armstrong, James Gandolfini, John, you know, Bruce Springsteen. Long list. It's a very long list of people who went through this program and ended up becoming, you know, the giants of their respective fields and the arts or sports or government. Uh, And so you're kind of interested in like, okay, well, who's who's the next, you know, president of the United States? And are they going to go through Boy State? Who's the next senator or congressman? And you know, it's a kind of a glimpse. To, and I know that there's a bunch of people within that film who will go on to become something big. I mean, just they just have to be right. I find that slightly terrifying. Because <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be clear. The reason why I said that is because it is a like largely white, largely conservative and not just conservative, but this kind of showy conservatism, I would say, this like very performative. One of the things that I thought was almost made me laugh in this movie is the amount of time 17-year-old boys spent discussing abortion, for instance. Like, that's that's a lot of time. They gave that a lot of thought. <laughs> there, there are about five things that people say when watched Boy State, and that is always one of them saying that, wow, you know, for a bunch of you know, 17-year-old boys with no woman in the womb. You guys sure love talking about, you know, reproductive, you know. Well, and, and, talk and about so, cracking down on reproductive freedom. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, reproductive freedom. And it, it, it's just like, and I think the worst part about it is the fact that, at least outwardly, nobody kind of acknowledges the insanity of what's going on right now. Just like a perfect metaphor for what goes on. In, 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 yeah, it's kind of just like, This is like, it's like satire is dead, you know, like, and we sit upon its throne, like, you know, we sit upon its corpse like a throne kind of thing. Um, It it is very unsettling. And and, and part of me, you know, seeing that it's just, you have those performative people, you have like the Matt Gateses and the, you know, the Josh Hawley's of the Texas Boy State program who will pander to the, you know, lowest common denominator and, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm this, I support guns, I hate the Clinton-loving, you know, Obamacare-supporting, liberal, Pelosi, whatever, whatever it is. Um, And so when I'm sitting there as this kind of, you know, uh, progressive-minded, you know, in the racial and political minority, knowing that if I get up there and I just decide to, you know, say, this is really, you know, this is really effed up what you guys are doing right now, like, this is awful, uh, knowing that... I'm going to get booed and then they're going to elect an extremist. It's kind of having to play your cards close to your chest and walk this tightrope of like, I had a bite, you know, I, I made my, I'm pretty sure like I was this close to making my tongue, my tongue bleed by how much I had to hold it uh, to not say anything, knowing that like, I'm going to go off and then they're not going to elect me and they're going to like some extremist who's going to, you know, pass all these awful bills and stuff like that. Cause the governor gets to sign bills actually. I have to say, Stephen, I just want to jump in a little bit. That view of politics sounds like starting with a compromise to me. And I'm a little surprised because I know that Beto and Bernie Sanders were two of the people that you looked up to in getting into politics. And I don't think Bernie Sanders has that approach. You have to be realistic. Yeah, you you have to be realistic. So here's the elector, right? The electorate is white conservative. I am not those things. So why do why so why wouldn't they just elect the white conservative, right? So it's just like if, if if it's like if I'm running if I ever run for office in real life, which I I don't think I would, or maybe you know who knows, but you know obviously I'd like to run with everything that I believe on you know the heart on my chest, the heart on my sleeve, you know everything about me. This is what I truly believe in, whether you agree with it or not. But knowing that this is the electorate, uh, overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly conservative, uh, let's me try to be a voice of reason. And, and moderation and try to prevent a Donald Trump from being elected at this Texas Boy State program. It, it's a it's a mindfuck of trying to of, of trying to stay true to yourself while also knowing that like I can go up there and say like I support Beto, Bernie, I support universal health care, I support this, this, or this, get booed and that's all you see from me at Boy State. And then you're gonna you're gonna kinda be terrified the rest of them. I mean, if you're not already terrified, you know, you're not gonna have that, that voice of like kind of holding the wall, holding the floodgates a little bit. And yeah, you know, it's just like, I see, I've seen some things that are like, it's disappointing to see 
Stephen go from saying he supports Bernie Sanders to having this very moderate, like Joe Manchin kind of thing. And it's just like, well, realistically, you know, I, there, this, that's the way you have to play this game in this specific electorate. I mean, if I ever ran for office, you know, whether it be like a 70-30, I'd like to speak my mind. I mean, that's just that's just it. But a lot of what I spoke of is what of things I believed in, like, yeah, we need to kind of talk to one another or we're going to end up killing each other. I mean, that's basically what it's going to come down to, right? Did the experience kind of feel real? Because it is so heightened and it is in some very significant ways, unlike real life, not just that it takes place like over like a week and you're all wearing the same T-shirts and you get assigned to your parties randomly. Um, but it's this strange combination of treating it as a joke and as play acting, right? Because there's the f- fake bills that people propose about outlawing pineapple pizza and whatnot. But then also... LARPing politics and getting really into it, like really passionate. And that seems like a strange combination. It seems both of those things seem kind of unreal. But did it feel real while you were doing it? Uh, it, it you get you get caught up in the moment. So, again, um, you're you're here for six days, right? Whether you want to or not, right? Like some people want to go to this program. I mean, so, so Boise State and Grossi is like support, apparently like very good to put on a college resume, applicate, especially if you win something big, uh, you know, and, um, but some people, some people like their school makes them go, right? And they don't want to be there and they, they, they do not participate. They don't run for anything. They're the people like sitting in the back of the room, observing it, being bored out of their mind, you know. Um, that, that week actually was the week that Donald Trump was meeting Kim Jong-un for the first time in North Korea. Uh, which was like, but we were in our own little world, right? I mean, phone usage while we're on our phone sometimes is very minimal because it, the program is very, very fast. It's just one thing. Because again, you have to take the entire Texas political system in six days, right? You have to form a party and form a platform and run for mayor and run for the state legislature and run for district offices and then run for the state offices. And there's a band and there's press and you also get to, you know, go play sports and, you know, there's sports competition. It's just like, you're having like, you know, my day started at like seven, six thirty in the morning and I wouldn't go to sleep until one or two in the morning. All of us were, uh, you know, running about three or four hours of sleep. We're walking like, you know, you know, 10, 15,000 steps a day with our shirts tucked in in jeans in Texas and Austin in June. Right. It is miserable. <laughs> um, then there's a documentary filming this as well. So it's really just, it was really all encompassing. And then the, and the thing is that, that's, that it's a simulation of what politics is, but it's a very imperfect simulation. You're listing some of the ways it's not an accurate reflection, really, right? You're right. So, so in that way, it doesn't feel real. Like this is not, you know, but within the confines, we're here for a week. And the option is either to be, you know, bored out of our minds and, or, you know, try to make this interesting and try to make it like, okay, well, if we're here for six days, let's try to fix democracy, right? Let's try to you know, let's try to see how we would do it, right? You know, it's it, it's you know again, but larping. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. And I know you've answered this question before, but I'll ask it anyway. How did you manage to sneak into this largely white conservative event that's sponsored by the American Legion, who I believe also to be pretty white and conservative? Yeah, so I, I, I was in uh, Navy Junior ROTC in high school all four years. Um, and uh, my two best friends at the time, um, one of them was two years older than I was and the other one was a year older than I was. And so, um, you know, when I was a freshman, Elijah went. And when I was a sophomore, Enzi went. And then when I was a junior, I went. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're like, do you feel like... And at that point, I had been, been involved in politics and, you know, interning and knocking on doors. But it's very funny because I almost didn't get to go to Boy State for two different reasons. And I'll, I'll tell you that right now why. Um, so I how the process works, at least for my school, and it varies by, by school and by state as well, is that my ROTC instructor recommends me to my school's counselor, who then nominates to me to interview before a board of American Legionnaires. And like you see in the opening of the film, they're usually asking them, like, what does the flag mean to you? What does patriotism mean to you? Do you know what they ask me? Why are you so f- fucking bad at, at, at school? Like, why are your grades so low? Uh, because I am not admittedly a very good student uh, at all. Because, and so, 
for 45 minutes, they just basically were like, yeah, like your grades are pretty low for somebody we send to Boise State. Why is that? And I'm like, okay, well, admittedly, when it comes to like, do you want to do math homework or do you want to go to this political event with Beto? Do you want to do your science homework or do you want to go do this, you know, uh, fundraiser or this Young Democrats meeting? And like, I knew that this is what I want to do with my life. Right. I knew that I, I didn't, you know, you know, I loved history and, and reading. I was really good at that. I was terrible at math and science. My GPA was, you know, like low. Again, this is supposed to be like a very prestigious program, like the best of the best we're supposed to get into. And here's this guy with, you know, like a average GPA, like there's nothing. And she's like, you know, he just gets by school. Right. You know, uh, C's and B's. Right. Uh, and I convinced them by saying, like, I was just I, this is what I want to do. This is why, because I prefer to be able to go out here and do this. And I think if you send me to Boise State, that I could do a pretty, pretty good job uh, if, if you let me go. And I was so sure that they were going to say no. But they tell you right then and there, like, OK, well, prove us wrong. Here you go. Here's your packet. Here's the money you have to pay. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, all right. And, and it's it's three hundred and fifty dollars to go, uh, at least for in my case, it was. And so the congressional candidate I was working for sponsored me to go. Uh, I asked if she could if she would be willing to sponsor me to go because three hundred fifty bucks for a six day campus. I mean, it, it, it's a good price when you think about it, but it's also like that's $350. <laughs> and my mom's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> As a member of the media, I was delighted to see at first that there is a media in the equation of the Boys State elections. But as you said, it doesn't really pay much of a role. It's it's very, it seems itself kind of more documentary than anything else. Just like documenting what is happening, not like analysis. There's no pundits at Boys State. Which would be kind of fun, I have to say, if there were pundits and analyzing the race. So I'm wondering, just, you know, from what you've been able to experience and, and learn after Boys State, do you think the experience of running for governor at Boys State was a good preparation for, for, for office? Again, you don't know if you're going to run. Or do you think maybe being followed around by the media was actually maybe an even better preparation for future running for office. All these things kind of, I guess, better prepared me because like where else do you get the chance to run for office for pretend for a week and, and like decent conditions? I mean, everything's kind of set up for you to do so. Usually when you run for office, it's the real deal. And here there are no money. There's no context. There's no uh, real world consequences um, on the actions that you do in the film. And, you know, with the media aspect, I, it, it definitely <laughs> it helped. I, I like to think that I'm a lot more confident right now than I was in the summer of 2018. Um, the the media that we've been able to do for the film, you know, the the Q&A's and the press days and the and, you know, these events and podcasts. And, you know, it's all been a, like really fun to do. I mean, I, I've loved it. And um both those experiences kind of helped me become more polished and and better at expressing what I think and what I feel. And again, I think if I ever do run for office, you know, never not in the next 10 years for sure, but maybe down the road, uh, like those experiences kind of dealing with press. And I, I, but I do say, I, you know, I, sometimes the press goes easy. I, I admittedly, they're very easy on me, right? They're not asking me like, how do we solve the crisis in the Middle East, right? They're like, what was it like being at Boy State? Like, what was it like getting chosen, right? They're not like super hard hitting uh, questions. Uh, so maybe I'm thinking I'm ill prepared for that when it comes to that, either the actual <laughs> thing, which is I really love, I really loved your question earlier uh, about, cause that was the first time somebody ever kind of pushed me back on that. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> now that you've given me permission to grill the college student, um, the the question I had was, I, again, I completely understand like the thinking that I will make compromises now in order to be someone who can stand up for the values I believe in instead of someone further to the right. Right. Like I want to get to the place. I'll make these compromises to get to the place that's going to and I'll be protecting, you know, the country or the state or whatever from this worst outcome. But again, I go back to I, I am a huge Bernie and Beto fan myself. And their hallmark, both of them, is a lack of compromise. 
and how they speak about their ideals, right? So do you think you would appeal to you if you, <laughs> like, if you're up there, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah. So, and, and again, like that goes back to like, there's a difference in how you run in a primary and how you run in a general election. Uh, you got to, you know, you got to win your party's base and then kind of tweak your stances a little bit once you go in the, to, to, you got to sell it. You got to sell it to, to these independents and these like never Trump voters, right? Uh, who are Republicans. You kind of have to, you know, how do you, you can't, you know, like the whole Biden thing was like, well, I beat the socialist, right? You know, I, I did this even though like the Democratic Party supports universal health care, like 70% or 80% or something like that, right? It's, you know, you, you kind of have to, it's that that insanity of politics. And I yeah, I, I get that. Um, if I would appeal to me, like, would I vote for me on the outside of, you know, and I'd say yes, considering what I was running against. I would say I would say yes, considering like it's him or it's the it's the, it's the it's the anti-abortion pro Second Amendment kind of sound able like, you know, but again, wishing that I could have done that. I mean, because I, I drew so much inspiration from from Bernie and, and Beto and they're kind of like, you know, we're going to make you pay your fair share in tag. We're going to, you know, give everyone, you know, health care. It's a human right or human right, as, as Bernie would say it, you know, like when moderate Democrats run against like Republicans in some seats, in some areas, it's just like if the electorate is conservative and you have the options between a conservative and a moderate, you're probably going to vote for the conservative most of the time, right? Why would you vote for some, you would vote somebody who's more like you or more like than the person who tries to appeal to you while also retaining certain elements of their liberalism or progressivism and, and things like that. So I knew that kind of like, if you have the option between myself, who is obviously has liberal uh, approach to things and is a moderate versus someone like Robert, who presents himself as a champion of the unborn and the pro second amendment or Eddie, who presents himself as this, uh, you know, small government libertarian who, destroys them with facts and logic, like Ben Shapiro kind of deal, right? Like if you're a Republican white conservative base, you're not going to vote for me, but it's kind of making a statement of like, why would you be willing to vote for me uh, when you have the other option? Why? Even though, you know, like, even though you don't agree with me and so many people came up to me and said, I don't agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't believe in what you believe in, but the fact that you are willing to sit down with me and have a conversation with me because I was, I was, you know, I didn't know what it was called at the time. I, I think now it's called retail politics is when you're kind of one-on-one. I didn't know what it was called at the time. <laughs> but when you're one-on-one and I'm devoting time to speak to one person instead of yelling at a group and have this connection with them and and see, like, I, I know, where, like, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't understand what you believe, what you believe. Uh, I would like to work with you to you know, instead of just saying that's dumb, I don't believe in it. it, it it's a very, it's a weird kind of, you know, tightrope. We'll be back to talk more Boys State after these messages. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Audible's enormous selection of audiobooks includes bestsellers and new releases, celebrity memoirs and language instruction, business and motivation. There's also original entertainment from top celebrity creators like exclusive novellas and long-form journalism only available on Audible and podcasts. As an Audible member, you will get a credit every month, good for any title in their entire premium selection, new or old, fiction or nonfiction, classic literature, or celebrity memoir. Those titles are yours to keep forever in your Audible library. And Audible members get access to the Plus catalog, titles and content that come free with your membership, no credit required. Yet more audiobooks and original entertainment and guided meditation and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series, all included with your membership. You don't have to stream your content. You can download titles and listen offline, anytime, anywhere. The Audible app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. Audible members don't have to worry about using their credits right away. You can keep your credits for up to a year and use them to binge on a whole series if you'd like. And if you're not loving your selection, you can simply swap it for another. You can always find the perfect title for whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, or whatever you're feeling. Whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness or wellness. You can even squeeze in a workout or a guided meditation without having to go to the gym or a class. I am currently listening to my 
third Stephen King novel in a row. I've admitted here that King is my comfort listen, and it turns out this is a genetic thing. Because my dad told me just the other day that one of the post-pandemic activities he looks forward to the most is going hiking and listening and re-listening to Stephen King books. With everything you love to listen to all on one app, Audible is your playlist for life. To sign up or just find out more, visit audible.com slash friends or text friends to 500-500. With Friends Like These is brought to you by BetterHelp. What? interferes with your happiness. Life? Something more specific? I think a lot of us are feeling a little more general malaise, a sense of being out of it, not so much down maybe. And it's not tied to anything specific, just day-to-day stress of living in a global pandemic and economic upheaval and mass social change. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, making it so convenient you can begin communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help, it's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get quick and thoughtful responses. You can also schedule weekly phone or video sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, though financial aid is available. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, and trauma. Anything you share is confidential. You can check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. So many people have been using BetterHelp, they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com friends. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash friends. With Friends Like These, it's brought to you by Pros. If you have hair, you have hair problems. There is no such thing as perfect hair. Everyone's hair is the same in that way. Of course, the problem is that no one's hair problems are the same. My hair is fine, but dense. It sucks up water and conditioner and holds onto it, so I can't wash it very often. But it's also really flat, so I have to put in something, if if I'm leaving the house, at least. There is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to shampoo and conditioner. We need products that are suited to our unique needs and don't leave us disappointed. Thanks to personalized pro shampoo and conditioner, I don't have to think about my hair. And that's the biggest blessing of all, right? That you can just know your hair will behave without doing anything more to it. Pros knows there's more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. That's how they know how your hair problems are different than other people's. Do you exercise inside or outside? If you're outside, where are you? Is pollution a problem or is it always humid? And how much time are you willing to spend on your hair? My answer was zero. And I got a great set of products that I basically just use in the shower. And then after my hair is dry, I don't have to deal with it at all. With their algorithm and over 50 billion formula combinations, Pros determined a unique blend of ingredients to treat my exact concerns. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take back their products, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash friends. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash friends for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense... 
so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. In watching the movie and, and looking at it a little bit just through the eyes of a pundit and who's better at retail politics and whatnot, um, you know, Robert has an early lead in the retail politics department, I would say, right? He's handsome. He's like gregarious. He's charming. He goes around. Hey, buddy. You know, hey, bro, sign sign my petition, whatever. And then there's you. And at first I was like, oh, no, he's going to be at a disadvantage because because yeah. he's a little quieter. Oh, yeah. I'm the, I'm a, the short, he, short, short, stubby Mexican <laughs> kid who has this kind of tick of like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, I've never done this before uh, versus Robert, who's like the prom king. Like the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 100% like the textbook definition yeah. of a jock, right? If you look up jock, you see a That's picture right. of Robert. So at first I was like, oh no, he's going to be at a disadvantage. And then it's actually your strength, right? I I, ho- I think that you can see this, that your earnestness, I think, really affected people. Like you were very um, sincere in all the people you t- with you talked to. Um and sincere and wanting to listen, something you said a, a lot, both in your campaign and when you're giving speeches, was I really want to hear what my constituents want to say. I don't want to get up here and you know tell you just what I think, but I want to do the things that are important to you. And I had a thought and that I think it was your earnestness and sincerity and seriousness that helped, like, put you kind of, if not over the top, then very close, right? Like you said, there were people that came up to you and said, I don't agree with you, right? But you say you'd sit down with us, right? And also your whole demeanor is of someone that would sit down with you, right? Like it's, it's, and, and I, I wonder, it'd be an interesting experiment to go back and do. If you had been, if you could have been bolder in policy in policy terms, but stayed the same person in terms of your sincerity and willingness to listen, and maybe done just as well. I think what, what, what I admire about Bernie Sanders so much, and I think what like is constantly said about him, both Republican and Democrat, is that he's the most honest person uh, in Washington, right? Because he's just straight up to you, like I. I'm not, you know, like I'm not a, a police politician, right? I, you know, I believe in what I believe in and I will talk to anybody about these views. And, and that resonates with people that, that I think that's what attracted people to him. You know, I think of that town hall, a lot of, you know, like the clap for this democratic socialist, right? Who believes in giving everybody health care and, and everybody should have housing and all these different things. I think in the moment when you're just trying to survive, you know, I'm not thinking about because what I decided to do was. My strategy was like, okay, well, like Renee, who kind of decides to to do the whole notion of that bipartisan plane, even though me and Renee are, you know, you know, very, you know, left, you know, like progressive, right? It's not so much that Boy State isn't realistic; it's almost too realistic. It it, it it amps up everything about politics. Among those things is an actual kind of push to secede as a state. Right. Yes, that is a theme in the movie, and apparently they did it the year before you went there. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't, and so my my friend my friend was 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 part of that that legislature that voted, and it was it was near unanimous. I think in the House and Senate there was like three no votes. That's it, and there was like 150 members or something. And that, and what's funny about that side note is that there's this thing called Boys Nation where they pick two from every state who went to Boys State and send them to do the same thing in Washington D.C., but where they actually run for president and stuff like that. And and uh, so every, every single person who goes to Boys State or Boys Nation is a senator automatically. Um, and so that year, the two people who went to Boys Nation actually weren't recognized by the rest of the delegates there because Texas had voted to secede from the United States from the United Boys Nation. So Texas was not part of the union at that time. And so there had to be, and you can look it up, there had to be a vote to readmit to Texas back into the union so that these two poor senators from Texas could actually participate. And it barely passed. It was well, like 51 Actions have 49. consequences. It's a good it thing was, to it, learn in politics. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it barely passed too, right? Because it's just like you could shut these two guys out for the rest of the week, you know. Because it's it's it really they really do give like 
the kids, like the power, like the adults aren't interfering. Be like, you can't do that. The adults are just in the back watching you do it, right? Like as long as you're not <laughs> stabbing somebody, no physical violence. Like, yeah, yeah. almost anything goes. Yeah. yeah, right. Almost anything goes. And so, um, we, yeah, with the hiding, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna relegate secession because again, you have that half that wants to goof around and they want to just have fun and pass the cargo embargo is what the cargo short ban was called. Uh, you have the Lone Star, yeah, the Lone Star Death Star project. You have, you know, like relocating all Prius drivers to Oklahoma. And so you have, let's secede. It is funny. Let us form the Republic of Texas again. And so, yeah, for, yeah, exactly. And so for me, it was like, that's dumb. And also like, that it just it immediately you when you think of secessionism in the United States, you think of the Civil War. Like that's just like that, that's what happened, right? You think of they seceded to preserve the institution of slavery, you know, states' rights, or whatever, states' rights to own slaves, that's what it was. So, you know, it's you know, clear and cut that it was about slavery. And so like that just invokes images of like of of that thing of and 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 so it didn't seem like such a brave thing to do, right? Like, oh, I am for pro keeping the union together. Most people are not at boy state though. At a boy state, this is an actual issue. Uh, and so, and I even say in the speech, like, cause you see that one kid in the film in the legislature who goes up there, that poor brave soul and says, come on guys, are we actually debating this? This is ridiculous. We shouldn't be debating these joke bills. And he gets booed. And he probably didn't ever get anything else to do the entire week, you know. But and so I'm going up there and I say, first thing I say is like what I'm going to say, it could cost me this election. But it's important to me, you know, and I want to say it anyway. You know, I think this is wrong. This is dumb. Like, And I'm just going to argue. I think the fact that you won the primary with a speech that was sort of dangerous is proof that, you, damn it, you could have done better. Just you could have done well just being completely yourself because the thing that appeals to people is like you were saying um is authenticity now i am also this what's funny about this conversation is it's turning out that i'm i think more idealistic than you are (laughs) and i've been covering politics for for 20 years so i i never saw the west wing before boy state i didn't watch them until after um and so I, and people, and that's a question that keep asking me is like, are you still idealistic about politics? Yes, uh, I think that that idealism is more it's rooted in, in the reality of the situation that it was a we're in like a dire or we're in a dire situation, but like around January when you honestly don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this inauguration, like it, it's 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 easy to get very cynical about it. I mean, you saw you know like. What's ha- like and in 2018, right? This like we couldn't think this possibly could get any worse, right? Um, and it, it did. Uh, it, it did pretty badly, <laughs> and um, it, it's just trying to to be to be realistic about. But like again, not being like idealism is bad. It's just have that idea. Like it's uh you know. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Lincoln, but there's a great conversation in that film with. Um, Lincoln and Thaddeus Stevens, when they're talking in the cellar about the idealism versus pragmatism of Lincoln wanting to kind of reconstruct and let's bring the South back in with open arms and Thaddeus Stevens being like, let us shoot all these traitors, let us free the slaves, let us give them land, let us have these revolutionary tribunals, right? And In retrospect, I don't know, Stephen. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, a, I'm a huge Thaddeus <laughs> Stevens fan. I'm a huge Thaddeus Stevens. Believe me, I, I, okay, Thaddeus okay. Stevens is, is like one of the greatest unsung heroes of this country. But, but kind of you know deciding you know hearing the, the conversation and kind of trying to be uh, idealistic and pragmatic, realistic and 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 hopeful is how do you make sure that one doesn't take over the other? Uh, you know because. Uh, Again, yeah, like you, you, there's there's so so many things that I believe in, and you see you see like what's happening. Like you have this fifty fifty Congress with a, a president, uh, you know, who who won a majority, right? But it was like fifty fifty one percent or something. Like you know, um, you had the, the capital the capital riot, and then you had, you know, you're like already looking at twenty twenty four, right? And you're kind of you know scared for what the future is going to hold, right? You know, like it's just. It's exhausting, I think. I think, I, and I, you know, and you've been covering politics for, for a lot longer than I've been in it. And it's, I don't know how 
you just don't get tired at one point. Like, how do you not become like, cause when I, when I was a big Bernie fan and when I was like 14, 15 years old and he lost the primary, I was devastated. Right. And I'm like, okay, well let's beat this, you know, orange, you know, fuck and let's get, let's get him. And, and we don't. And then I'm like, okay, you know, like, okay, now it's better. Okay. We're going to actually flip the state of Texas. Oh my God, we're going to do it. And he doesn't do it. Oh, okay. It's Bernie round two, baby. Let's go. And he doesn't do it, you know? And and now it's Biden and he and what is it like if like 11,000 votes change the other way in some states, then it would have been Trump. Like just that constant, like having to settle for what's there is exhausting. <laughs> and and I think looking back at, you know, boy state, it's like y- you wish, you know, I wish I could have done what I did, but it's out of fear of of, of, of losing and fear of of you know letting this kind of extremist you know demagoguery big because some people were some people were bigoted like some people were just straight up like you are racist you are racist you are a you know homophobic you're xenophobic you know you care more about an inanimate object than you do people uh and 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 then nothing not to say that there were so many people who were just really nice our sponsors would like to be introduced My conversation with Stephen Garza will continue in just a minute. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. Here's something we think everyone can agree on. We all like to save money on home improvement projects. And April is free window month at Renewal by Anderson. For a limited time, you can get your windows now and pay nothing for the entire year. That's zero money down, zero payments, and zero interest for 12 months. And when you buy one window, patio door, or entry door, get one for 40% off. Renewal by Anderson is the full service replacement division of Anderson Corporation. That means you won't have to lift a finger. They manage every aspect of the project for you. And when they're done, your new windows and doors will help you feel more comfortable in your home. Call today for a free window and door diagnosis at 866-308-0010 or visit the website at greatestwindows.com. That's 866-308-0010. Hurry. The sale ends on April 30th. Offer not available in all areas. Minimum purchase required. Discount and financing with approved credit only. Interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived if paid in full by the end of the promotional period. See website for restrictions and license information. With Friends Like These is brought to you by Public Goods, your one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. Everything they make smells amazing. I mean, like, the food stuff, I'm not going to count, but like the cleaning stuff and the the body stuff, the counter cleaner, the hand soap, the body lotion, nothing smells artificial or like a cleaner or like just one thing, like just lavender, which always smells kind of fake to me. They smell amazing. And I'm currently loving the body lotion, which is super rich. You don't have to like put a ton on. You just put a little bit and it, and it just glides. It just glides on. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. They plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. And we have worked out an awesome deal just for with friends like these listeners. Receive $15, that's $15, off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again. They are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. Plus, right now, receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash friends or use code friends at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash friends to receive $15 off your first order. I didn't want to let this conversation end without asking you about right now, which is to say the pandemic. Uh, 
you know, in the film, and I know still you talk about gun violence being one of the sort of the defining issues of your generation um, and the trauma that was their generation faces because of uh, mass shootings. The pandemic is causing its own kind of trauma, right? And for young people like yourself and even younger, this is a formative event in your life. Like, again, I keep joking about how old I am, but this is just a year out of 47 for me, right? Like, proportionally, I haven't had much pandemic in my life. You know, young people, are. this is going to be the thing that they have to remember about their youth. So what do you think that's meant for you? So, so, so like, think of growing up, like, what we've had, again, you know, we've, you know, what we've had, we had, and, and I'll, you know, explain it to my view as somebody who lives in, like, Houston, um, you know, you had, what, 2008, you had an historical election, you had the, the, the crash, the, the reset, we, so now I'm 21 years old and I've been through two recessions, <laughs> two major, two major depressions, right? Like, the two worst depressions since the Great Depression, uh, within, like, what, 10 years of, like, 12 years of each other, um, these cataclysmic uh, climate events, you know, uh, Hurricane Ike and then Hurricane Harvey, which decimated the the state of Texas. We just got through, with, you know, a goddamn winter storm in Texas, right, in Houston. Um, you, and and all in, in the past year, just been dealing with a pandemic and racial justice movements and a contentious primary and a contentious election and a contentious aftermath and a Capitol riot and an inauguration, uh, you know, all while going to school virtually, all while, you know, you know, I transferred schools and, you know, have been, you know, have been struggling admittedly to kind of readjust to this, you know, like I just transferred to, a, to, to UT Austin or UT Austin this year, but all virtually, you know, haven't been on, on a campus class. I'll be a junior before I've ever stepped foot on UT Austin. Um, it is... It is hard, and it's it's you know just kind of again something that you're gonna have to tell your kids of the time that you didn't get a graduation, you didn't get to have a prom, you didn't get to see your friends or your family, you couldn't go to school, uh, you couldn't hug your family members, right? Uh, on top of the fact that a lot of this generation can't afford to go to school, can't afford to, you know, uh, aren't probably gonna be able to afford a home, you know, aren't aren't paid the wages they should be paid. There, there, there's just there's so much that they're carrying with them that I think makes this generation probably the most politically active generation since the 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 Vietnam civil rights era of realizing that like this sucks like you know that you know we are we are being hit left right and center uh, by everything that this world is throwing at us either man made or out of our control um, and. We need to do something about it. And you see these these this record turnout. You see, you know, all these people come out, you know. Um, like, how does a 70-something, you know, like a 78-year-old white guy from the Northeast energize young people, you know? How, how you know, like, why is it, why was it that one 70-something-year-old white guy from the Northeast could energize young people and one 70-year-old white guy from the Northeast couldn't in the primary? Um why are you know it, it, it's just it's it's frustrating i mean there's no other word for it it's just this this it's, it's an anger and a a vibration throughout this generation of being involved and voting in record numbers and and they say like oh you know uh, what can we do to stop it well you can vote so i i hear that these people they're pissed off and they want to fight for what they need and the question is just how do you give them enough wins that they'll keep fighting? Am I right? Like need a win every once in a while? How, how do you kind of, how do you maintain that, 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 you know, that coalition, uh, that, you know, again, that flipped Georgia that got Biden, the presidency that got Kamala Harris elected vice president. How do you keep that that fire without like a target, right? You know, we don't have Trump anymore. Like he's a private citizen. The fear of him running again is, is is in people's minds, right? But you know, how do we give something? How do we give the people something to fight for rather than to fight against? I think is the ultimate question for uh, our generation. Stephen, 
Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And that is it for the show. It is a production of Crooked Media. It is produced by Alison Herrera with assistance from Izzy Margulies. This episode was engineered by Louis Lino. Whitney Pastrick owes me more pictures of her dog. And I have not recently asked you to rate and review this show. So I'm asking you now if you haven't done so, or if you have, please rate and review this show. This is a very much pod eat pod world and established shows like this one actually have a harder time breaking through to new listeners. So rate and review, tell a friend about us or buy some with friends like these merch at crooked.com. And I am doing all of that in part because it's all true. And in part because I usually have a hard time promoting myself. So I'm making myself do that. I'm doing it because I want you to do the thing that I'm doing. Be proud of your accomplishments. Tell people about them. Ask for support when you need it. Cultivating a habit of taking credit for the awesome things you've done is how you do more awesome things. Take care of yourselves. You deserve it. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.